Hello, I'm M. And I'm Eyes. And welcome to our brand new podcast, Tipples and Tolkien. Let us be your guides as we return to Middle Earth this fall with the premiere of the new Amazon show, Rings of Power. We'll discuss episodes with you, tell tales of old, and even bring you a brand new tipple recipe every week to enjoy. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, as well as Twitter, which is at Tipples Tolkien, that is T-I-P-P-L-E-S T-O-L-K-I-E-N and Instagram at Tipples and Tolkien. So cozy up, pour yourself a drink, and come on a journey with us this fall on Tipples and Tolkien. Previously on Set Condition One. We're rolling over here on our our side of the 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 um country. I found trash in my yeah. pocket. <laughs> the Andrea Quinn story. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like a fairly common occurrence? Like, you know, you often find trash in your pocket. I've never really thought about it. There's also a feather sitting here, and I can't imagine who else it could be from but me. <laughs> so, I don't know. I can't, I can't imagine who else it could possibly be from. What other fine feathered friend was sitting in this chair? I also I've got three marbles, a piece of string, a little toad that I picked up at the pond earlier today. Please tell me there's at least one button. Uh, one button. Three buffalo nickels. Is it true they're eating paper? <laughs> no. Paper shortage. <laughs> it's not a good sign. <laughs> not a good sign. <laughs> The Cylons were created by man. They rebelled. They evolved. They look and feel human. Some are programmed to think they are human. Many copies. And they have a plan. Action stations, action stations. Set condition one throughout the podcast. Welcome again to Set Condition One, a night shift radio original. I'm your host, SC1 Actual Caleb, and joining me once again on the CIC is the XO Kitsy. Don't you people have jobs to do? <laughs> and of course, the president of the podcast, the 12 Colonies. And all our hearts, Andrea. Uh, hi. And pocket trash. <laughs> and pocket trash. The president of pocket trash. <laughs> it's my new call sign. <laughs> pocket trash. No, because MapQuest was so good. Yeah, MapQuest is pretty good. But pocket trash is good, too. MapQuest is still, I, I think, the, the best of all mm-hmm. the, yeah. the call signs that we've come up with. Pocket trash really leans into the, like, raccoonness of me, though, I think. <laughs> do, you, do you have a very raccoon nature? I, I think so. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes, can confirm. I just pulled random trash out of my pocket that I was storing for something. <laughs> I had a pet raccoon as a kid for a few years. I'm sorry. You, did you really? Stop Stop the podcast. <laughs> I need to hear all about this. <laughs> I think this needs to be part of the podcast. I, I'm, I'm, that's, I, that's never come up. It's possible that I've told Kitsy 10 times and they forgot. That, that's, that's very fair, yes. Yeah, I, when I lived in Mount Holly, I, I lived in the sticks for a while. My mom's husband at the time had, was a hunter. My favorite sentence and found a baby raccoon and we had a pet raccoon for a few years. I and and you can ask my mom if this is true and I, she will verify it. My entire childhood she is, so. I wanted a pet raccoon. Well you, and she said that you can't have a raccoon as a pet. <laughs> See, and I'm gonna trust now if I ask her that she's gonna tell me the truth. She lied to her <laughs> child for all that time. You can if you find one and bring it home. You can have anything as a pet. She told me you could. It, you, she told me you couldn't do it. What are they gonna do? Who's gonna stop you? The raccoon? <laughs> I mean, I think that's the, the point. raccoon police. The raccoon would probably bite you. I don't know. He bit sometimes. He was like having a bigger shitty house cat, is what I would say. Like it really was. <laughs> Um, and then when we moved, he went, this part sounds fake, but it's true because I, I lived in like the closest thing that Jersey has to the country. He went to live on a farm, like a friend's farm, <laughs> which is what you say when your cats and dogs die and you don't want to tell the kids, but he actually did go to live on the farm. You, did you see him on the farm? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. We used to go to the farm. Oh, okay. There's also, uh, the popcorn zoo in, 
I'm going to call it North Jersey, where you can go feed raccoons and stuff. We'll go sometime. The Popcorn Zoo. I think it's actually called Popcorn Park, and you can pet, uh, you can feed, like, deer and raccoons, and they have a bear, um, popcorn and peanuts. The bear's not loose. You have to throw I, it. <laughs> what? I, New Jersey. What the fuck, man? That that place is like another country sometimes. Correct. <laughs> yeah. We're kind of doing our own thing out there. Yeah. It's fine. New Jersey's kind of like, yeah. You better watch. Fuck the rest of y'all. Yeah, but you better tread carefully about how you talk about Jersey. I love Jersey. You okay. know this. Okay. You know this. Okay. It's just wild. It's a wild place. It is. And it's. Never to be tamed. No. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fucking pet raccoons, popcorn museums. Like what else? <laughs> Not a museum. <laughs> well, what the fuck would a popcorn museum be? <laughs> Well, I imagine. Uh, yes. Take I imagine us. the popcorn museum would have exhibits that celebrate the history of popcorn, uh-huh. and you'd see like the first popcorn maker uh, that ever existed. You know what? This is actually kind of cool. Now I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. See. See. Caleb, you have a question. Um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, but uh, there is uh, the Wyandotte Popcorn Museum in Marion, Ohio, and the J.H. Fentress Antique Popcorn Museum in Holland, Ohio. So apparently, uh, Ohio is where you go for popcorn. Yeah. This fucking road trip Hell, to Ohio. Right. Who's get there in? Me. <laughs> I'd do it. Where's Ohio compared to you? Uh, it's, it's the same place it is <laughs> for yeah. us. It's, it I'm... <laughs> It, it doesn't it's not, it, if it's, it doesn't, it's a giant, giant game of three state Monty. <laughs> we got to catch it when it's in the same place for both of us, and then we can meet there, but only yeah. the one time a year where it overlaps. You know, well, you know how like like the orbits of Mars and yeah, Earth line up. Exactly. Like we got to wait for the orbit of Ohio to line up so it's equidistant from yeah. from. Uh, and right now, Ohio's retrograde. Yeah, so, so that. That explains a lot. I know. Oh, Fucking tourist season, Ohio retrograde. We're we're done. <laughs> right now, trying to get to Ohio, you might as well be passing through a star cluster. <laughs> oh, brought it back. We are talking Damn. about Battlestar Galactica a... today. Yep. <laughs> this man is a fucking professional. Yep. I swear to God. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. Sorry, I swear to gods. I swear. To, right. I swear to the gods. No, wait, wait. This man is a fracking professional. I swear to God. <laughs> there, go. there we go. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Please edit that to make me sound smart. We'll see what I do. <laughs> to make me sound smart. Okay, I have to confess something about this week's edit, and then I swear we can talk about whatever whatever you guys want to talk about, if that happens to be the show or not. It should be. Last week, I said, this is more of a comment than a question, and Kitsy said, that's not a question, or the other way, either way. Oh, wait, I said, this is more of a question than a comment. It's bad. And then Kitsy said, that wasn't a question and i said i know i said it's more of a comment than a question but what i did say was this is more of a question than a comment but i fixed it in the edit so <laughs> i said this I have more of a comment back here okay. than a question. <laughs> this episode is bad. It's just like it's not, not just that it's, it's not a boring. question. But... I said a more of a comment than a question. Thank you. Oh, you did. I'm sorry. I thought I thought you said question. I have more of a question than than a comment back here. This episode is bad. That's not a question. I said a more of a comment than a question. Thank you. Oh, you did. I'm sorry. I thought I mm. thought you said question. I have more of a question. This episode is bad. That's not a question. I said a more of a comment than a question. I have more of a question. That's not a question. I said a more of a comment than a question. That's not a question. I said a more of a comment than a question. More of a question than than a comment. More of a question than than a comment. More of a question. More of a question. Question. Question, 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 question
than than a comment back here. I've never felt so powerful in my life, but I'm conf- I'm confessing it to our listeners now and to both of you. Is this going to make it into the podcast? We'll see. Or are you going to edit to make me look fucking stupid again? I will see. <laughs> when I went listening back, I was like, oh, motherfucker. I, I, I demand an Mother, apology. Motherfracker. I demand an apology. Caleb, what do you have to say? Yes, Caleb. <laughs> I'm s- Well, so food is short among the fleet again. Uh, you know, they've been on the, the run for a while and they had to, to vacate their uh, what they thought was going to be their long term home. They had to they had to get the uh, get the frack out of there in a hurry. Uh, and so uh, food is scarce. They're rationing. And why is it scarce? They, it's scarce because they're not making more. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know. It's scarce Why because there isn't scarce? enough of it. It's oh, what do you mean? <laughs> it's, it's it's scarce because there's more demand than there is supply. Economics, bitch. I mean, yes, those those things are all true, <laughs> but why is there less supply? There's le- I don't. Did they say in the show? Yes, they did. Is the very opening scene. Um, oh. The uh, they they accidentally contaminated their oh, f- in their right. f- in their food making process. Right. It got contaminated, but they already put the food with the rest of the food, so now all the food's contaminated. I feel like that's the plot of Warcraft 3. Probably. The contaminated grain, it starts the plague and kills everyone. Can't eat the popcorn. Anyway. <laughs> they can't eat the popcorn. <laughs> they, can't, they can't eat the popcorn. Mm-mm. The popcorn's all tainted. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's right. I, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, so they, they had a, a good batch and a bad batch, and the, the, the bad batch got mixed in with good batch, and all the food's fucked. Uh, and they asked Cottle, like, how long can we survive on this? And he's like, I... With these rations, like seven to ten days, so that's not a not a, a good outlook. Show for, loves a countdown. I uh, so badly is, wanted a. Does not look good for Homestar Runner. No, <laughs> I so badly wanted Coddle to be like, "Damn it, Bill! I'm a doctor, not a, not a food scientist, <laughs> or like whatever." My name's Coddle, not Pollen. Oh, that like would have been a, a fun one. Like I, I was expecting so. like a Star Trek reference that I didn't get, and I was like, "Oh, I do know who that is." So <laughs> I was excited. <laughs> I'm confused. He's like Michael Pollan. He's a food writer. Oh, there we go. So food short, uh, but they they might have a possible solution. They they've located what they think might be a planet rich in algae that they can process to into food and into uh, soylent. Yeah, into soylent, exactly. They're going to make protein shakes mm-hmm. uh, and they're going to make meal replacements. That's, I'm sorry. There you go. <laughs> They're all very busy. It's one of the fucking wildest plots that I've ever seen in yeah. any show. Uh, obviously, sci-fi in particular. Um, yeah, they, they discover the possible existence of this planet, but to get there, they have to get to the other side of a star cluster uh, where there's just a shit ton of either like fully formed or maybe nascent stars all together in this massive, uh, blinding cloud of hot burning gas that will kill you whether from the the heat or the radiation or uh any number of uh, of things you know maybe just the the raw fire spewing through space uh and so of course they have to find a way through this and you know like you do you send the cylon mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can handle it. and so uh we we think we think coddle <laughs> <laughs> so they uh they they send uh Athena, Sharon, through, mm-hmm. and uh, she does manage to find a way. We're, we're not too sure in the opening sequence. We see her, like, really struggling, and we see the uh, the, the radiation indicator on her arm going steadily blacker until it can be no more black. None more None black. More black. None. <laughs> <Yeah>. Thank you. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, we, we think, like, oh, shit, this is it. This is the end for, uh, for old Athena. But, nope, she makes it back. They uh they hose her down, hose down her raptor, and she's like, "There's a way through." And then pukes. All right, I think it might be the other way around. I think she pukes first. Um, but of course, there's you know some concern that while she, as a, a Cylon with a, a more resilient physiology, was able to make it through and withstand the radiation, uh, most of your average humans probably are not going to survive a, a trip straight through. Um, but they come up with a plan. Kitsy, why don't you tell us about the plan? Well, it's classic uh, moving the goalposts, I think. Maybe. Maybe not. But 
you know, it's like it's that they're they're in the room, they're trying to discuss the plan, and it's like every time someone comes with ideas, someone's like, well, that won't work because blah blah blah. And it's like, well, we do this. Well, we can't do that because blah blah blah. And it's like it's mostly Lee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, you know, we can't. Uh, what was it? We can't. You know, Rosin's like, why don't we take Galactica, get the food, and bring it back, and like, and put it where. Mm-hmm. Like, and then we'll leave the fleet on it, you know, unattended and the, the sheep will eat the cabbage or whatever, the, you, <laughs> you know, leave the fox on one side. Yeah. It's that, it's that classic exactly. problem. Um, and so, uh, they can't do that. And what if we take the food to the people and, or no, the people to the food, we, we put people on Galactica. Oh, cause, cause you can't jump the civilian ships through star cluster. Cause they're not as shielded against radiation as Galactica is obviously, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they can't do it in a single jump. No, it has to be two jumps. You can only jump in the middle of it and then back out, which seems weird. Whatever. Um, I guess it wouldn't be much of an episode if they could just jump around it. Uh, (laughs) We could just go under it? What the fuck? It's on a bear hunt. You guys know there's an algae planet right over there, right? Like literally literally right there. Um, No. So, uh, so we can't, we can't send the civilian ships through, but we, we have to get the people in in the ships through. So why don't we take, all the people off of the ships, put them on Galactica, leave the ships with skeleton crews with radiation meds, and then we'll jump in and jump out. And then jump in and shake it all out. Um, <laughs> but no, you can't do that because the civilian ships, their Dratus isn't powerful enough. They'll never be able to calculate the jump. Okay. <sighs> right, Lee, what do you want to do then? Yeah. Okay, Lee, then let's just fucking die, I guess. Like, <laughs> come on. Um, so... Uh, they come up with the idea of using pilot ships. So each each jump they'll take, uh, they'll, have, they'll have a raptor with a civilian ship, and it'll be the raptor's job to plot the jump and transfer the coordinates to their companion ship, and then they'll jump out together, and then they'll put the people back from Galactica onto the ships, and then they'll mine the algae, and then they'll turn it into food, and then they'll all eat it finally. And that's the plan. And that's going to take five yeah. times through, back and forth. Oh, that's why Galactica has to go back each time. Yeah. I, I thought that they just loaded everyone from the, the civilian ships onto Galactica, which seemed like it would be excessive. Yeah. But I'm like, all right, like, we'll, we'll stretch disbelief and just say that they're really, like, cramming them in there. Uh, and, like, if the, like, the, the, the whole thing was, like, we can't keep putting the, the civilians in harm like this. Why would they just keep fucking jumping yeah. them back and forth? Yeah. Now, I'm not sure if the limitation for how many they could take through was limitation of people that could fit on Galactica or just limitation of how many raptors they had to pair with civilian ships. But either way, there was a limit there that they had to do it five times. Oh, and they didn't they didn't waste any time on this episode showing us the logistics of moving the people around. So they didn't show us like did they dock the ships or did yeah. they like, We got like one scene of, of D hustling people into a uh like makeshift uh you know what's it called? Um when you when you t- take people to a place and, when, and there's, like a, when there's like a disaster and you take people to a place like a camp? No. no. Like a disaster camp? Okay, sure. And <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. I think the word I'm looking for is shelter. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, disaster shelter. Disaster relief area. I don't know. Uh, but she's like, there's no food here. If anyone told you there was food, they were lying. And that's like the only scene we get with the, the people transfer. Everything else is all raptors and star clusters. Uh, so we we have the, the stage set. The, they're going to make... Uh, five trips through uh, through the uh, the cloud and back uh, in order to make sure that they're able to escort all of the civilian ships through with their uh, their population safely aboard Galactica and minimal crew to fly the ship through. Uh, each one paired with a, a Raptor escort, and everything goes super smoothly. Everybody makes it through. Everyone's fine, and episode over. Well, no. Oh no! What? No, right we we have to talk about this. Did you get a different cut again? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got a, we got a way different cut than you got. It sounds like um, we must have got the director's cut because uh, you you left out you left out the whole part that happened on the Cylon ship. That's true. That's the only other thing to talk about. It's so, the only other thing I want to talk about. Well, so let's talk. T- let's about talk about it. Andrew. Take us there. Paint us a picture with your words. Hold on, for real, does anything else? Oh, okay. Why do I keep forgetting the important yeah, part? I mean, I was, a shitload, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I was just going to make a joke about it just being the continued... Um, uh, Sexy adventures yeah. of <laughs> yeah. Gaius, um, Gaius 3-6. Yep. And 
Well, I was, oh. anyway, I was hoping that we could just talk about all the stuff that happens in the Cylon ship, then go to the break, and then talk about the fun stuff on the way when we come back, and just get the Cylon part out of the way, because I find it incredibly boring and tedious. Uh, do you think the Cylon stuff is tedious? Yeah. Oh. I was into it. First of all, how dare yeah. you? <laughs> and second of all, also, how dare you? Also, I, Caleb, I want it to be known, um, and listeners as well, I guess, if this doesn't get cut, uh, when we were watching the scene where uh, Gaius wakes up in bed with, with Six Ayo. and Anna, um, I tried to get uh, Andrea to tweet a picture of shirtless Baltar with the caption, this guy fucks. <laughs> <laughs> this guy does he fuck. Does. I mean, I'm not wrong. I mean, they could just be talking. We no. have seen him fuck. He fucks. Uh, I mean, I guess we don't know for sure that he is currently. He fucks. He does fuck. It's, he is fucking. It's probably safe to assume he's. I'm gonna need. He both. either he's either fucking. He has just fucked, or he is about to fuck. I'm gonna need more proof than that. I I just until we get the footage, I just can't. Okay. I can't release that cut. That's the cut I want. <laughs> um, but but. They wake up and uh, Deanna is she's going to do stuff because she's just always doing things she's and not real, just uh, Six and Baltar. I just. <laughs> that was very good. Thank you. Thank I just you. like I'm. I the dialogue in, in this particular part is just so weird when Six is like, yeah, they say she does things. And he's like, what kind of things? And then he approaches later and he's like, I hear you do things like what the fuck? Who talks like that? I mean, nobody. I like to mix it up. I like to do stuff. <laughs> that, my friend, is Young Hama. Do you have any idea what we're talking about? How long we're going to do this? Do you have any idea what we're talking I don't about? Think so. Oh my God, I have to change your life later. Oh no, please don't. Yes. I'm just thinking about the time that I saw them at the Firebird here in St. Louis. I'm so jealous. How amazing, how amazing that was. Who's that? You'll find out. I think no. I do know now. Turquoise Jeep? Yeah. You, you already changed my life <laughs> once and then I forgot. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I have to change it again. Damn it. It's it's time to rechange your life. Um it's, it's it's like a filter. It's like the like you know the water filter in the fridge like it's it changes your life but only like you got to yeah. every 6 months right, you, you got to get a real filter. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, what is she doing though? Stuff. So, Things. He uh he recognizes the dried goo in her hair and that's not a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, what would that be a euphemism for? I don't get. I don't. I don't get it. Yeah, um, Caleb, can you can you explain that to me? That? Well, you know, if she was on the set of a Nickelodeon show. <laughs> Ew. Does don't get crass now. Does does Nickelodeon <laughs> exist in the Battlestar Galactica universe? I with a name like it Nickelodeon, it must. That's fair. That's fair. It's a planet. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it's pronounced Nickelodeon. It's Nickelodeon, exactly. It's a, it's a very slimy plant. <laughs> Zing! You can't do that on camera. <laughs> we are we are extra zoo crew today. I love it. <laughs> so he recognizes the uh, the the dried goo in her hair and uh, you know implies that you know he he knows what she's been doing and. You know, it it comes out that yes, in fact, uh, she has been intentionally dying, as we saw in a previous episode where she allowed herself to be shot the fuck up by a, a centurion, which is weird that the centurion would comply with that. And I think, if I remember correctly, she tells it to uh, like erase his memory of the, the erase the, the order from memory. Yeah, yeah. So, but. That leaves a, a very important question unanswered. Like, clearly, they're going to find the body. And they're going to know it was shot. That's a good point. Like, I didn't think about How is there not like the... an inquest yeah. into a rogue centurion that's killing I mean, the humanoids? And, yeah. and when she pops back up in the goo and she's surrounded by all of her friends, they're not like, oh my God, what happened? That's a really good point. It feels like they're, they're, like they're really kind of being willfully obtuse here. Mm -hmm. I think uh -huh. the impression that I'm getting overall is that We've reached the point in the show where they had to figure out what to do about the fact that we don't know who the five are and that nobody else seems to know who the final five are. And so they had to engineer some way to bring that back up and also be able to give us some information, mm -hmm. but not a ton. And so we're just going to have to deal with the fact that they're apparently the place is just littered with dead Deanna bodies. 
and nobody's. I mean, maybe about it. maybe part of the order is that she's like, shoot me and then throw me out the airlock to the Centurion. But yeah. are we going to ignore the fact that the Centurion apparently is allowed to violate the first law of robotics? Are Cylons technically robots? That's racist. Is, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big Asimov fan over here. Hmm. Um, yeah, I know. But... That's why I brought up the laws of robotics. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, I pay attention when you talk sometimes. Just not on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so plot holes and inconsistencies aside, we know that Deanna is allowing herself to be executed so that she can experience resurrection because she's begun uh, in true Cylon fashion having a mystical experience around something, and in her case, it's death and rebirth. Uh, And during the, the time between death and resurrection... Uh, she sees the five and she she recognizes that that's who they are, but she's unable, unable to like clearly see their faces. In fact, uh, she implies maybe that she does see them, but she can never remember. And we see some really great uh, belong on the refrigerator style drawings uh, <laughs> that she does, uh, which are like of like nine or ten wildly different uh, mm-hmm. artistic styles and techniques. <laughs> like I, wow, I like, like she's really mastering. Well, maybe each like, body is uh like has a specialty like art style, and she's just collected them over resurrection. Is it is it like Doctor Who, where like each one has a little bit different personality exactly. every time it, it regenerates? Yeah. But it's and just at art. least at least one of them's a southpaw and is, is not willing to admit <laughs> exactly. it, and the just, the art gets a little sloppy because of it. One of them has bangs. I just want <laughs> to that definitely. State. That's the only identifying feature that I found was one of them does have bangs. And Callie's the only one I know with bangs so far. And so we get the uh, the haunting piano ballad of the hybrid. Admiral Kane had bangs. Admiral Kane had bangs. bangs. She's um, just the kind of villain they'd bring back in the fourth season, isn't she? She is. Oh, my God. Kane as a silent would be... Ooh. Um, I hate her. But they, they, they go to see the hybrid. Um, I don't remember why. It doesn't seem like a thing that... Yeah, I think they were just like, let's go see what the hybrid thinks. I just... I gotta be honest. In these these scenes, this season, I get... I just tune out because they're. I find them incredibly boring. That's so funny. I love the weird, cryptic, Cylon shit. Um, it The thing that is something to me, I don't know what the word is, but that it's just that, like, blown out light and big empty halls and people just walking around all the time gets a little monotonous mm-hmm. for me, but yeah. I love all the weird wooey nonsense. But like the other thing that, that, that weirds me out about this ship is like, there's no furniture anywhere. Well, there's a bed. There's a, there's a bed in the middle of a room Yeah, and it's a very ornate, like classic wooden bed in an otherwise very sci-fi, you know, white clean lines, crisp, you know, Mm -hmm. sterile room. But like, we never see, uh, like on Galactica, you've got the mess hall, you've got the sick bay, you've got, you know, the the pilot's quarters, you've got the admiral's quarters. Like you never see anything on the silent ships. The only thing we've seen is this bed and just like hallways and like a, you know, bridge. Baltar have like a fainting couch in the first? Yeah, it's like where- It's all for Baltar. Do the Cylons need to like, do the Cylons sit and just hang out? Look, they've been meaning to make a trip to space Ikea, but, you know, they just haven't had time while enacting the plan. I want but that like, episode so badly. Could you imagine just all of them just fighting over... Which couch to get? Oh, my God. So think about this. We we know from Baltar's experience walking the halls that the, um, the, the corridors of a base ship are monotonous and repetitive and they kind of all look, look alike, mm-hmm. but the Cylons find their way around no problem. Flip the script and have them fucking lost in an Ikea. So yes. Confused, trying to follow the arrows. One of them's doing a pretty good job of following the arrows, but nobody else is, so they have to keep doubling back. There's a Doral that's just freaking out, like, how do I get out of here? I love, yeah, that's very good. Um, I, I do also love the, the moment where Baltar is like, you know, you've seen their faces. Did you see my face? And she's like, why the fuck would I you see your you? face? Yeah. 
<laughs> who are you again? He's and he's like, well, I might be a Cylon, and you know that could be confirmation for me. And I could, I, I love this line, like, I can stop betraying betraying one people and be a hero to yeah. another. That is a very good line. And mm-hmm. It's you know that's, that's Gaius for all of his self serving uh, and you know, all of his uh, f- flippantness. Uh, wants to belong he wants to have a purpose and uh he's he's he just wants he's bad at it but he's Mm -hmm. trying he just wants everyone to think he's cool he does Mm -hmm. he just wants to be cool and so he uh he sticks his hand in the hybrid goo and does she grab his arm i think so i think so yeah and we've watched it five times between the three of us and we're not sure (laughs) just to be clear she says a bunch of stuff that Sounds just like gibberish to uh, Deanna, but he's like, no, I understood all of this. He's, she's talking about the eye of Jupiter and the the nebula of Hera, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, which this is... Hmm. The Colossus of Rhodes. Colossus, Colossus. of Rhodes. Uh, this is the thing that uh, Fight Salt very nearly spot. spoiled weeks ago. Oh. Uh, when he alluded to something looking like the eye of Jupiter. And mm. I was like, motherfucker, you're like a full season ahead of you us. You can't say no <laughs> words. Um, so we know now that there is something, some astronomical Oh, but phenomenon. they don't realize how close. So they know Jupiter. Wait, sorry. Hmm. Um, mm. Mm. When he says mm. eye of Jupiter, does he, this is maybe just me forgetting, know that he's literally talking about a planet called Jupiter? Why don't we find out? We will find out. In this episode? Nope. That's what I was Not asking, y'all. Yeah. I will I will tell you, Andrea, the next episode is called Eye of Jupiter. Okay. Nobody's answering the question that I'm asking though. When he do when he is talking about the eye of Jupiter, mm-hmm. I don't remember if he is specifically referring to a planet that he knows has the the what the spot on it or whatever. I don't think it's specified. Okay. Um no. they're just talking about some sort of so, space phenomena. Okay. So when they realize that, that Jupiter the is a planet, Jupiter. and I'm guessing that that'll be in the fucking journals of Pythia or whatever, um, uh, that's our solar system. Like they don't know how close they are to Earth, then, right? Uh, that leads me right into today's cool ah. quotes. Oh yay! Space is big. <laughs> you won't. You just won't believe how vastly, hugely, mind-bogglingly big it is. I mean. You may think it's a long way down the road to the chemists, but that's just peanuts to space. Hmm. Douglas Adams. Beautiful. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Apropos. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. We have multiple so, greatest ooh. contacts, so we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, <laughs> jump to a safer location, uh, maybe jump into the star cluster. Well, we're going to jump straight into the star cluster. We're going to jump straight into the star cluster, and when we get back, we're going to get the frack out of it, because uh, it's going to be rough. So we just keep listening. Hey, y'all. President of the Podcast, Andrea here, and I want to tell you about a couple of Night Shift Radio shows that we think you're really going to love. First up is a little podcast called Left of the Dial, featuring a couple of familiar voices. Every week, your hosts, Caleb and Kitsy, talk about a different record they love. They also have really incredible guests on all the time. Uh, For example, a recent episode features Max Collins from Eve 6, King of Twitter, and a special surprise co-host... It's me. I'm the surprise co-host. Focusing on new and independent music, Left of the Dial is a great way to find your new favorite band. And I'd also like to recommend the Superpod Hero Cast. You looking for something heroic in your life? Go check out our friends at the Superpod Hero Cast. They're guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Every episode goes in depth with a different superhero movie. Classic of modern cinema, certified stinker, it doesn't matter. If it's a superhero movie, they're going to talk about it. You start with a little bit of comedy, add in some film analysis, and finish it off with a heaping dose of geekery. You've got the Superpod Hero Cast. Doesn't matter if you're a casual fan or a 20th level nerd. Download their latest episode, grab a beverage, and enjoy the fun. The Superpod Hero Cast. Be heroic. And of course, you can find these and all of our other great shows at nsrad.io. Because it's rad. And it's like radio. Report! I love. I love that in this episode, Adama actually yells, Report! <laughs> I also thought you were getting a countdown. It did seem like you were jumping on whatever Caleb was going to say on purpose to be mean, but I thought you were getting a countdown to yeah. say report. Yeah, is, that, so. is that what you're doing? Give me a countdown? No, I was letting you know how long it was going to be in silence until I started speaking. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, now we I'm an should, asshole. Can we can we can we retake that? Um, we should work this out. What? How 
to record a podcast. Uh, yeah, uh, what I what I thought was happening was we were both going to say report at the same time. Oh no. So <laughs> That's a fair assumption. <laughs> but you were wrong. Yeah. And so was I. No, I was just going to come back in on commenting on Adama saying it this time. Yeah, I'll just edit it so that Kiel comes in saying it and then you'll say report after. Okay. Seems sad. I don't want I I don't trust you with the edits now. <laughs> I haven't I haven't listened to the last like half a season of our show. I I feel like I need to listen now Actually, to make sure Joel, again. That's the first time I've done anything like that before. Mm-hmm, it feel good. Mm-hmm. I swear. Yeah. That's because okay. I've never made a mistake before. It was the first time I ever made one. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In your life. In my life. Yeah. Wow. How did that feel? That must have been. Yeah. Like, it was. It was. It was yeah. pretty rough. Yeah. But you know, I bounced back. So while the uh, the Cylons now have an idea that they are looking for something called the Eye of Jupiter, hey, hey, hey. the the eye the, song. Of the the eye of the husband of the the eye of the cow, <laughs> the Hera of the cow's eye. I'm like I don't fucking know. Um, meanwhile, our crew they're they're making this treacherous journey oh God. through the uh, the star cluster, and they're doing a bad job. Uh, they're doing a real bad. They keep losing it, at least a ship every trip. Mm-hmm. That's like, like a bad average, right? They're doing bad. I also, I mean, I think that they're taking at least nine at a time, uh, which, like, that's, like, that's good. I don't, I don't know math, but it's more than ten percent yeah. if you're only doing yeah. nine. I think. Now, but that so nine ships at a time, five trips through. That's forty five ships. That sounds about right for what they have left. I think. Yeah, I think that was roughly roughly it. Yeah. I I am pretty bummed though that we lost um, my second favorite uh, ship by name, uh, which is the Adriatic. Hmm. The Adriatic is a, it's a good name. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. We lose. Uh, who else did we lose? I, I feel like the uh, uh, the the. Transcript should just give me a, a, like a, a list. memoriam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a memoriam of shit. Fun, exactly. uh, fun little uh, night shift radio uh, factoid that you, yeah. Caleb, might not even know oh. is that the the freelance astronaut song that is the uh, theme song for Never Heard of It is actually called The Adriatic. That's the name of that song. Oh. That's awesome. Because I don't know if you know this, but all of the freelance astronaut songs are. Uh, named after ships in Battlestar Galactica. Oh my god, that I is the nerdiest I did not know shit. that, mm-hmm. and I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that's that's great. So, that fun is, fact. That was a that fun a, fact. That's a very fun fact. Um, I should finish that album and actually put it out at mm-hmm. some point. Who else do we, do we lose? You know what? It's, it's not important. Uh, so, meanwhile, in the midst, as, as though this all isn't bad enough, the, the pilots suffering from radiation sickness uh, and, you know, Marines dropping like flies and food running ever scarcer and everyone is hungry and, you know, debating whether or not to, to take stims because they need to be able to stay awake, but the stims will fuck with their metabolism and, like, you know, they're, they're losing ships left and right, just fucking... Fading away into the the star cluster, which like that's a shit way to die. Yeah, really. Um, on top of all this, like, like that that wasn't enough drama for the show. Nope. Like showrunners are like, you know what we need? Interpersonal drama. <laughs> Interper- we need an ex from the past mm-hmm. to reappear, mm-hmm. named really, Enzo. Enzo. What if, wasn't what wasn't if, Enzo the kid in reboot? Maybe wasn't that his name? Reboot. Y'all remember Reboot? I do. I don't know if I do. Saturday morning cartoons. Canadian animated series. It takes place inside a computer. It do. The villain's name is Megabyte. You know, because computers. (laughs) Enzo Matrix. Yeah. Dot's younger brother. Yeah. Enzo Matrix, Dot Matrix, and Bob. (laughs) Yes, I forgot it was Dot Matrix. What a great name. Uh, originally owns a local diner and many other quote businesses. Uh, thank you, Wikipedia. You just made my night. <laughs> <laughs> just now, I get to spend the rest of the night uh, getting high and thinking about what other businesses <laughs> Dot Matrix from Reboot owned. <laughs> Caleb, if that ain't the most Caleb shit I have ever heard in my life, oh my god. <laughs> So oh, Enzo reboot. comes back. Okay. Reboot, yes. Yeah, you remember the show, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Warning, um, incoming yeah. game. Yeah. That's, oh, geez, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I feel like that, that was one of my first exposures to computer animation. Uh-huh. It was one of yeah. everyone's first exposures to computer animation. It was like one of the yeah. first ones. Did y'all know there yeah. was a reboot reboot in 2018? Mm-hmm. Did it, you just yes. say that? And I no. missed it because I was looking no. it up? Oh, okay. We don't talk about I, that. Oh. Unless it tells me what other businesses Dot owns I don't, I don't care, I don't want to know uh, So Enzo comes back And uh, he, he calls Kat by, uh, by another name he, he calls her Sasha And she's like My name's not Sasha I'm Luan Katrine You got that And he's just like Whoa baby, whoa He's such a chill. bad like he's 90s such- X. Oh my god. He is like he's not wearing fingerless gloves, you know what I mean? But like But he but his personality is. Yeah. I he doesn't take headphones off and like <laughs> press stop on a Walkman right before having this conversation, but in my head he's listening to spin doctors. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. He doesn't take this. a flannel off and tie it around his waist. But, but his personality is. Exactly. But his personality does. <laughs> uh and so I don't like it. It it gives some additional backstory for Cat, and it fleshes out her character a little bit. But I like I kind of hate that they try to cram that into this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, it, it does make her a more nuanced and interesting character, and it does add meaning to just in time. Uh, to the the episode but it, it just it feels rushed it feels like it gets overshadowed it, by the star cluster drama yeah exactly uh so i guess just briefly um the cat used to uh, used to be known as sasha and you know she took the name luan katrain from a, uh, a dead person uh just before coming aboard or, or just before being rescued uh, by whatever ship she was on before joining the, the Galactic crew. And then she just kind of re- reinvented herself, created this identity, and, like, all is fine. She, you know, we love Kat. She's, she's gone from being kind of a uh, a cocky, shitty, like, new pilot to being, like, a core member of the team, and we love her. But, uh, I mean, I a, a cocky member of the core mm-hmm. team, but... Yes, but, she, but she's yes. still cocky, yes. but, but she's grown on us. Yeah. Um, but we learned that uh, she and Enzo used to... Basically, be like drug runners. They were smugglers, and I was they, else. they tra- trafficked in all sorts of uh, all sorts of illicit things. Uh, and um, Starbuck finds out and accuses them of you know, trafficking the Cylons, like uh, like smuggling the Cylons into the the cities to help. Maybe potentially, but but like she really like it's not even just like. How can you be sure you did? She's really accusatory. That's like, the thing. And yeah. And it's like, I think Starbuck, unless, 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 um, Kat is a Cylon, which will save my thinking about that for the end of the episode. But if we're taking Kat at her, at her word and what is most likely, she didn't know. Because there was, mm-hmm. we had no reason to suspect that Silence were trying to get in at that point, as far as we knew. So she was running people, basically, right, is my understanding? That shouldn't, for whatever reason, shouldn't have been coming in, but she wouldn't have assumed they were Cylons because we don't even know they look like us yet? Yeah. Okay. So, because nobody well, knew. Well, that's even right. what she's, she's like, you know, nobody knew they looked like Cylons. And Starbucks like, then how did you know? But, like, exactly. And that's a and good point. you can be annoyed and, like, frustrated and you can say, how can you be sure? But she acts like, I know you don't know. And also, you're guilty, and you yeah. did know. She like, like treats it like, like they yeah. did without. Like I know you don't know, but I also don't know. But I'm going to assume it's true. Yeah, it's such yeah. a weird. She's now, so nasty. Now, Starbucks she, did say something in the beginning of that exchange that gives it a little more credibility, and that is no some, offense, but what? That's what she says. She's no, like, no, no offense, <laughs> no offense, but no. What she says is. Um, there, there are reports that that's how the Cylons got into mm-hmm. the capital cities was through through drug runners. So it's not like, you know, it's not like this is coming out of nowhere. No, but but but, but you're get, right. It's not like, yeah. you know, that's that's a that would not hold up in court. Right. Exactly. Not not space court. Nope. Not Earth court. Not kangaroo court. Not kangaroo court. I've never seen a case of bird law that covers it. So I know definitely that. not. Those are all the legal. those are all the legal things we know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's every one of them. 
<laughs> Calvin Ball. Is that one? That's not. <laughs> nope. Um, but yeah, I mean, she, she really goes like digs deep on this mm-hmm. and she's like, you know, you, you, you've infiltrated and, you know, shared, shared a space with good people, like implying that you lied your way into good people. Yeah. Cat's a piece of shit and doesn't deserve to be there. And she's going to immediately turn her into the, to the Admiral and Cat's just like, please, like, just let me do it. Mm-hmm. It's just, just really noble. You know, yeah. Give, give me that. And yeah, like you start to start to really feel for Cat. You do, just in time. Um, and like she's already going through it because like they're they're losing ships. She's she's the instruments are crap. The instruments are crap. That's a direct it's, quote it's, from Cat. Yeah, um, she's exhausted. She's refusing to use stims because she knows what they did to her in the past. In fact, we got the flashback mm-hmm, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And Starbuck um, is such an asshole about that. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. That's like. I, like Starbuck still has it out for Kat and I don't understand why. And she's so. The thing about the stims is crazy because it's like you not to get whatever, but like, you know, Kat is she's like Kat's an addict in recovery. Yeah. You can't give an mm-hmm. addict in recovery a hard time for saying no to a drug. Yeah. That you like. What it, it, I, that, that you yourself gave her a hard time for taking in, in the, the first, first place. place. This is what I mean last week when I said, like, I love Starbucks, but she's an asshole. I mean, she's going through it right now, too. Yeah, so I'm not, she, I'm not everybody tr- is. I'm not trying to make an ex- well, Okay, she went through some real shit mm-hmm. on, on uh, New Capricorn. I'm not saying other people didn't, but, like, she went through some real psychological torture shit. So, like, I'm going to give her a little bit of a pass, but she's still kind of being a bitch. Hmm. So Kat confronts Enzo and tells her, you know, this is my name. You're never going to say anything about that other name or other life or anything like that again. Do you understand me? And then she fucks him. And then That's how you see the deal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you that's this. how I do all of my it's, deals. I mean, it's... That's just legally binding. That's, I don't see what the... I mean, that's how Caleb and Michael and I started this podcast exactly. network. And that's how you seal the deal. <laughs> With with a stamp. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm leaving. <laughs> Goodbye. Is this the worst episode? We've... <laughs> is is this the? Oh God, I'm gonna follow is... my. <laughs> you you fucking deserve it. That's God punishing you. <laughs> That's I deserve it. So. <laughs> They get ready for the the final trip through, and everyone's everyone's at the their wits end. Everyone's just about had it, and you know their their radiation gauges are are all pretty uh, pretty blackened at this point. But Cat looks at hers and sees that it's completely black. Mm-hmm. Like she should be grounded. Like she should not be allowed to fly through. But she's not going to take that, and so without anyone seeing her, she swaps hers out with somebody else's. Helos, presumably. is it Helos? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and she, you know, she she takes one that still has some some not black in it, and she uh, she goes on that mission, and sure enough, uh, on the way through, uh, they almost lose another ship. It's uh, she almost loses. The, it's her mm-hmm. ship that she she, she is loses. I'm trying to find the uh, the name of the uh, the Farusaden, which mm-hmm. I thought was a great mm-hmm. name yeah. as well. Uh, it feels like a feels like a freighter. Yeah, the the, the Farusaden. Um, she loses it, and you know, the um, the the order is given to to jump out to just get everyone out of there and just like call it like we lost another one, but like we 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 have to go. Yeah, and she's like, I won't. God damn it! Like I won't. I'm I'm gonna fight it. And like everyone else jumps out, and she doesn't. And they're like, uh, you know, we we're missing the Farusaden in one raptor. It's cat and a raptor, and like. There's this tense moment of everyone staring at the Dreadus, waiting, and we cut quickly to Cat in the the star cluster, panicking, like or, like you know, yelling on her comms, trying to find the the Farosad, and, and then back to the Dreadus, back to her, and back to the Dreadus. Dreadus contact. Mm-hmm. Dreadus contact. Which is a great moment. Mm-hmm. I love the way that they they show that it created the tension. Like you know, the way that they're focusing on the Dreadus screen that like. That's probably the way they're mm-hmm. going to do the reveal, but it still feels yeah. cool. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's the the Farosaden and the Raptors. She she gets them out, but of course, she was already past the amount of radiation that she could handle. So this was just that much more. Mm-hmm. It's a lethal dose. She's she's in the sick bay, and 
you know, Starbucks comes in to uh, to apologize mm. in a in a very Starbucks sort of way, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, which is mostly just to give her a bottle of sleeping pills. <laughs> like it's enough, you know, if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, little little subtext there. And then and yeah yeah, and then uh, the <laughs> Admiral. Her line read. I'm so sorry, but her gotta go line read is like yeah. <laughs> gotta go. <laughs> gonna, yeah, it's gotta like. Go. And she's like starting to sob. <laughs> uh, the admiral comes in though. and uh, oh. breaks the news that uh, he's here to let her know about a promotion. Oh. He's making her cag again, and Cat has this just beautiful moment where she's she's crying. Says, "You know, I'm not getting out of here, right?" And it's like, oh, my heart. Yeah. Oh, that was rough. It I is. mean, it was a really beautiful. Yeah, and then. And, uh, to make to make it even more of a sob event, she tries to tell him. He's mm-hmm. like, "There's something you need to know because you might not want to make me cag." And and he's he, like, "This is largest symbolic. I know you're dying, he, so it doesn't matter." He well, he stops her and he's like, "You know, you protected your people. You know, whatever you, you've done, all those things. Whatever you're about to tell me doesn't change that." Mm. I said, "I I don't need to know anything other than what I already know. When you were cag, you protected <sighs> your people. You made them feel safe enough to be brave." What you were gonna say? Does it change that? Now, now read it in your Dama voice, <laughs> please for me. I, okay, give me a second. <laughs> me, 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 me. I don't need to know anything other than what I already know. When you were CAG, you protected your people, made them feel safe enough to be brave. What you were gonna tell me? Does it change that? That was very good. Was I very almost good. teared up just now. <laughs> I was already crying, but if I weren't, I would be crying. So he pulls up a chair and oh sits down God. next to her, like like a, a good father. <sighs> She's like, "Are you staying?" He's like, "Oh, I'm staying. Oh, I'm staying. Oh, I'm staying. I, I want to watch you die." <laughs> <laughs> he tells no. this great story about how, how it reminds him of when Zach was born <laughs> and how you know how happy his wife was and all this stuff. And it's just it's this beautiful moment as. Cat slowly fades away with him. He is next so him, wonderful in this episode, mm-hmm. just start to finish. He's so also good. the the moment when she accepts the the promotion. She's like, "I yes, sir. I w- I would love to be Keg very oh, much. Yes. Thank you. That's <laughs> no, it's good. I'd like to be Keg very much. <laughs> this is not related uh, to that at all. Except one of my favorite shows is Angel, and there's a line when one of my favorite characters is is dying and um. I'm going to talk about it and cry. Oh. <laughs> anyway, it's similar and it makes me cry. That's all. Caleb, you, you saw the transcript up, right? Yeah. Um, can you tell me exactly what he says to, to Kat there at the end of that scene? Because he says, he says something to the effect of like, you know, my, my wife was convinced we were having a girl or whatever. And do you yeah. have that part? Can you read that part to me real quick? Yeah. Reminds me where my son Zach was born. Caroline was so happy. She was convinced both times that she was having a girl. So it was a surprise at the end. And she asked, did you want a girl too? I said, yeah. Three's a good round number. So oh, like now saying, I understand I, it. I was, I was wondering, like, well, three's a good round number. What the fuck are you talking about? You only have two kids. But I realized he's saying uh, he wanted another. He wanted a girl too. Yeah. And I guess the subtext there is like, and you can be it. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, like but also Starbucks. That moment, yeah, yeah. kind of like how she's cag for now. But you know, Lee will be cag again in a minute. In that moment, though, like he's he's there for her. he's mm-hmm. like she's his daughter, and like that's that's all that matters. And like you get these back to back, just really beautiful moments where like he walks into the the ready room and takes Lee's name down uh, from the cag position and puts Cats up. And Starbuck walks through the uh, the memory hall and pins Cat's mm-hmm. photo to the wall. These beautiful little memorials and ugh. It, it is a very beautiful send off for Cat. And no. that person's name is in fact Narcho because he's yes. the name is Narcho. on the wall underneath. I couldn't believe it. It's Narcho, a name I've never heard before. There's some some great names on there mm-hmm. if you pay close attention. Mm-hmm. I was crying too hard, but Narcho stood out for sure. Um, not to in any way take away from the, the beauty of Kat's passing, like that scene, um, but there's there's one somewhat happier note that I want to go out on that we did skip over mm-hmm. in all of this, and that was the 
The moment that RxO <laughs> hesitantly returns oh, to the CIC. So good. That's true, As yes. He, he puts on his uniform, which I, I guess, like, momentary aside, I don't know if you noticed in the very beginning where they're talking to uh, the, the president over the wireless. So she's not in the room, but, like, Coddle's there talking to her. He's wearing his uniform. <laughs> he wears his uniform when he talks to That's the right. President. That's Even right. Show some respect. The two of you. <laughs> Could learn a thing or two. <laughs> Coddle, he, listen, he's been in the military a long time. He's very traditional. He knows his decorum. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but yeah. So uh, Ty puts on his, his uniform and, you know, he, he straightens it out and he, he heads down to the CIC and he adjusts his eye patch and he straightens his uniform again and he goes to open the door and he stops and he, he takes a deep breath and then he, he tries again and he kind of like paces and psychs mm-hmm. himself up. And Adama and, sees him doing it through the window. Yeah. Yeah, it just like sees him and just kind of like doesn't doesn't say anything, doesn't make it. He's like, you know, he'll come when he wants to. Like he'll he'll, he'll when he's when he's ready, ready he'll, he'll enter. He'll enter. <laughs> um, <laughs> that kind of episode tonight, huh? It really is. God, I didn't even mean for that. Um, <laughs> but then finally, he does. <laughs> he does go go into the the room and it's quiet and tense for a moment, and then you hear like a couple little like. Smatterings of applause. Good slow clap on the show. And then people start applauding and cheering and you go, Welcome back, Colonel. Uh, and like Glad to have you back. Just, Good to see you. Yeah. Remember that five bucks yeah. you owe me? You're the man now, dog. <laughs> yeah. Just like that. And uh, you know, you, we get this great moment that uh, kids had quoted at the very beginning. <laughs> Don't you all have jobs to do? It's, and that is such a Colonel Ty moment. It is the perfect mm-hmm. Ty moment. Cause like you, you see, like he's touched. He's, oh, he's, yeah. It very obviously gets to him. But now that he's back on the CIC and now that he's like he, presumably going to take his post again, like he needs to be that guy mm-hmm. again. Got to keep that tough uh, exterior up. But you know, everybody yeah. there also knows mm-hmm. that, like, it, yeah. And everybody stops and gets right back to work immediately, but with a little smirk mm-hmm. on their face. Mm-hmm. And, oh, you know, it. he approaches the, uh, the, the table and. Without looking up, Adam is just Colonel. <laughs> I love them so much. It is like I'm overwhelmed by my love for the two of them. Like this show is incredible and wonderful, and I know we haven't even finished it yet, but it has become you know one of my favorite shows. But all on, of that aside, the two of them. On that note, though, are perfect, and I love them. On that note. On that note. We we kind of referenced it earlier in the <sighs> beginning, but we didn't really talk about it. Um, but now that we're talking about their relationship is a good time is there's a there's a scene where they're in Adama's quarters and and they're just kind of, you know, strategizing and doing their thing. And, yes. and Adama's like, uh, you know, are they st- like I heard they eating, are, they're, are they still eating paper? I heard they're eating paper, whatever. And Ty just goes, no, paper shortage. And there's like a pause. And then they just both start cracking up. And Adama's like, that's not good. <laughs> that's not a good sign. That's not a good sign. <laughs> Oh my God. Is that the see if yeah? And, see if you could. And he laughs so hard that he starts coughing. He starts co- which happens to me all the time. Same. I, I, it made me a little nervous that. that it was yeah. a hint because usually you cough on a show it means you're dead. But uh, it's also he's like weeping with it. Yeah. You found it. Yeah. So Ty says uh, the reports from the, these uh, these are the reports from the doc. Hunter Marines too weak to work. Two hundred more ready to drop. Dama says it's going to slow down the harvest. And this is the last batch of uh, passengers kicked up some trouble. You get these people to the other side, they think there's a diner and a chef waiting to take their order. <laughs> it's like, oh, when are they going to learn they got to process the thing first for frack's sake? Try telling that to a bunch of empty stomachs. I hear they're still eating paper. Is that true? No. Paper short. <laughs> You're just reading it. <laughs> His delivery of that line, too, is just perfect. <laughs> So everything about that moment, and like you need that friend in a tough mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Adam is choking <sighs> through laughter. It's like not a good sign. <laughs> not a good sign. <laughs> just, no, sir. <laughs> you just, especially for Adama, who is so buttoned up so often mm-hmm. that he has Ty there to be that little like. It's okay for him to laugh because you have to. Uh-huh. I love them so, 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 so much. And how yeah. good it probably felt for the two of them to be able to be back together joking about this terrible thing. It's just, oh, God, I love them. <laughs> it's, it, like, you make a great point, though. Like, the, the Admiral, like, never, like, 
shouldn't say never. Almost never lets down mm-hmm. his facade, lets down his guard like that, except with Ty. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes those moments so beautiful. I love them so, 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 so much. So, Andrea, mm-hmm. you hinted at uh, having some some thoughts, opinions, theories. I'm, well, it's, so the, like, we kept saying it feels rushed that they put this backstory in for Kat just in time to kill her, right? Because... If you kill her and we don't have a backstory, then it's like it's a bummer. It's this character we kind of like, but we really didn't know all that much about her at like before this episode in terms of her backstory anyway. But then why kill her? Like why rush the thing so we care for her when they kill her when they didn't need to kill her? Like that that story could have ended without her dying. And so now I'm like they have to pick. My guess is the writers didn't know from day one who all 12 Cylons were. So now they've got to go through the story and be like, who are five? Maybe they know who a couple are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we've got to fill out this five. So who do we have on the show that we haven't said anything that would totally negate the possibility of this person being a Cylon? And Kat is one of those people. Um, and so now we have to get rid of her so we can get a reveal to bring her back because that's the cool way to reveal that a Cylon is a Cylon is to kill them. And then we get to see the mm-hmm. later. Um but if we just kill her to kill her, then it's obvious that that's what we're doing. So she needs a backstory. And now this is the only time we have to fit it in. So I'm leaning more toward Kat being one of the final five, except that they've built this up to the five to be like really. I guess this is my fault for assuming that like because Kat is pretty young and this if if she's a Cylon and this version of her is like kind of scrappy and whatever that that means she can't be an important member of the final five but that's just me so that doesn't actually yeah so she's she's higher up on my possibilities list but we'll see yeah I don't know I think Baltar I really want Baltar to be a Cylon I really really do I think I'll be disappointed if he's not I think it would mean a lot to him if he found out he were a Cylon, and I just, you know, I think it'd be good for him. I feel him. like he almost wants to be a Cylon oh, now. he like. does. He also really gets all the Cylon, like, like he figured out that Jupiter shit real quick. That's true. So, so my five right now, I think Baltar and, and Kat are on that list tentatively at the moment, I think. And who are the other three? Um, I don't know. <laughs> um, okay. Starbucks still on my maybe list. Mm-hmm. And then one of Ty and the other two that I like a lot, whose names, Adama and Rosalind. I think only one of them is going to be. I, it seems like a little too easy to make more than one of them. Mm-hmm. But maybe not. But of those three, I'm just, is it me? If I'm a Cylon, I haven't said this in a while. You have to tell me. <laughs> Otherwise, it's entrapment. We don't know. I guess we don't know. So apparently EJO proposed that the cast uh, basically fast in preparation for this oh. uh, so that they would be like legitimately like painfully hungry when they did their scenes. Did, I wonder <laughs> did if they do it? Did it? They're like, We're not fucking doing that. Uh, I don't know. All, it's, all it says is not every actor agreed okay. with the idea. I wonder who did. So, uh, it's impossible to say. Uh, also fun to note that we talked about the uh, the return of Ty. Uh, there was one person on the CIC who was not amused. Gata. Felix Gata. Still a little pissed <sighs> about uh, how uh, how Ty treated him I mean, a few episodes ago. That's and, reasonable. It is. It is. They were they're really shitty to but you know yeah. what? Gate is a professional. He's still, he does his job. He doesn't make a stink about it. He's, he's just not, a weenie, so he's not going to do anything about it. Final little uh, fun tidbit I'll share is that Enzo was named after one of the uh, producer's dogs. Oh. Huh. I like it. Also, my favorite pizza place. Hmm. It's named after. Enzo's Pizza? Lorenzo's, but yeah, got to get some Lorenzo's. Enzo's. It's the best. Mm. I want pizza now. Me too. Come to Philly. It's the only place you can get pizza, you know. It's, that is objectively not that's true. That's not true. I, Though. I, I will still get it when I'm That's there. right. Um, I do have tomato pie at home I'm really excited about. Yeah. Even even that sounds good right Don't now. Don't say even that. <laughs> a, good, a good tomato pie is 
I feel like listeners who are not from the northeastern seaboard Philadelphia tri-state area are picturing uh, the tri-state area a pie crust just full up with tomatoes but that's that's not what I'm talking about that's exactly what it is everyone no that's exactly what it is don't let her lie to you no under the right conditions I would eat oh you listen a tomato pie that is I actually have a recipe for one but I have not I'm not but that wasn't what I was talking about we're getting close to tomato season here in Jersey kind of you were uh, I'm ready you were about to say something about a, a good tomato pie, and I was going to reply something with, I'll let you know when I have one. Well, you've got to come to Jersey. Finger guns. That doesn't hurt me because I they're so they're, <laughs> a good tomato pie is better than anything, and you'll see. It doesn't hurt you because you're from Jersey and you're very resilient. Thank you for noticing it and saying it, and you're right. Minus the resiliency part because, <laughs> boy, do I crumble like a... Uh-huh. This concludes Tomato <laughs> Corner. <laughs> <laughs> this is the uh, the produce stand. Oh, <laughs> it's me, your green grocer. Uh, is that a lo- that's not a local thing? Anyway, so now that we've made it through the uh, the star cluster, well, not all of them. Oh, oh God, God oh. why? <laughs> not all of them. Uh, now that uh, most of us have made it through the star cluster. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna see what's on this algae planet and see if we can harvest some some algae that's almost pure protein. Yeah. Spoiler alert. And uh, algae, that's what's on the planet. It's algae. It's lots like lots of algae. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it may or may not be edible. We'll find out. Oh, fuck it, better uh, be after all that. that. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine they get there and it's just like pure poison? Yeah. <laughs> like well, shit. Like nothing in there edible. Or it really is just mostly sugar. Uh, and with that said, we're gonna we're gonna spool up the FTL drives, and we will meet you at the Algae Planet on the other side of the Star Cloud next week. Mm-hmm. So say we all. So say we all. So say we all. Begin jump prep. We're leaving. But we'll be back. Start your prep. Set Condition 1 is a Night Shift Radio production. Visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.